The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. So, it's January 3rd, where two days removed, I guess technically three days removed, from the New Year's holiday, right? Um, so, at our true show fashion, I got to ask you, what is New Year's to you? How do you spend it? And uh, just overall, how, how do you feel about it? Uh, New Year's is my favorite holiday by a wide margin um and uh i don't spend it in any particular way but i very much enjoy the process of like uh looking ahead and looking back and making some deliberate choices about what the next year is going to be about and the person that i want to want to push towards being um and goal setting and that that whole thing I really quite enjoy that uh, mindset and that mentality of saying, like, here's a stopping point, a point to reflect, and a point where I can look forward and say, you know, what, what are the goals? What am I trying to achieve? What kind of person do I want to be? Um, you know, and, and so for me, New Year's is, like, exactly that. Um, I don't particularly celebrate it in any, any manner that is unique, but that's sort of my... Uh, sort of like my philosophy around New Year. So I, I really enjoy the whole New Year's resolution process, all that stuff. I, I, I'm into that. So Speaking of that, so last year, if I'm correct, I remember we did resolutions on a show. Your resolution, I believe, was, wasn't it to be more purposefully, like, uh, not polite, but like, it, it was something along those lines, right? Like you were... You were gonna be like, oh, what did you say? You, it was, it was, because you were writing them down. You were literally like writing these moments down when they happen, and it was something about like memory. Like you were gonna be, you know, more like intentional about collecting memories. I don't know if you said it that way, but it was yeah. something about like your the memories that you make on a daily basis, being able to like to appreciate them more. Well, I know that uh, one thing that was that one I, of them. Yeah, a lot of them, but that, I yeah, think that was one of them. Yeah, that was definitely one of them. So one thing that we picked up last year that we that we did we did it for probably about six months. Is we had uh, we like literally had our daily goals. Oh, had, that like, was the we uh, had like yeah. this chart, and we would like fill out whether or not we had achieved our daily goals and stuff like that. We did it solidly for six months, and then it started to you know life gets in the way and. And you, you start missing some stuff. And, and that's okay. You know, um, I, you know I, I don't want to be so rigid in life that I don't get to make choices and, and, like, let things live on through their time. So I think probably it was it was that that you're remembering. Um, okay. But it also Absolutely. might yeah. be that I have, like, I do have a, a memories to do, like, a, a big, basically a memories list. Uh, and when I have a good memory, I add it to the list. That's what it was. You wanted to add more <laughs> memories to the list. <laughs> That's yeah. what it was. So those were the two things. You were, you and the wife had the, you know, like the to-do list calendar where you guys are gonna check off, try to check off, you know, and, and complete your list, I guess. Um, and then I remember that one. That one stuck out when you wrote because I remember we talked about it and you were telling a story of how you you actually write down memories, little like moments, and you like you know you save them and I'm, and you said you wanted to do more of that. Well, I want okay. to do, the goal. The goal every year, I think, should be to do more things that are worthy of making that list, right? Like, yes, that's what it was. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So, so it, yeah. It's having that thing is is super valuable for me. I really, yeah. I really. Do you like have it. one? 
do do I have did I like what do you mean? Do I have a New Year's? Yeah, do you, uh, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Do you, well, I know you do. We'll get to those at the end. We, we, <laughs> I know you do. You're a New Year's resolution guy. But yeah. no, do, did you have a memory that you that you collected from last year that you that you was like one of the more special ones that you want to share? Um, huh. I don't really know if I have a specific one that I can that I can jump out at. Um, but one of the goals last year was take a walk every day right I remember um, that one yes every day was was like take was take a walk it's you know it's a very easy goal but grab your wife and take a walk around the neighborhood like it's very it's it's, it's very straightforward but so we have a loop here that we do it's about a mile and a half and uh and we did it uh 362 times last year so we missed three days wow um, but you know we did a we we stopped life and did a walk around the neighborhood and uh I can't say that I have a specific memory from last year that jumps out, but that lifestyle, that choice to be like, this is, this is a thing. This is who we are. We're people who stop the world and like put down the phones and like, you know, get away from my computer and just take a walk around the neighborhood. I got to say was, was a massive win. And like, that's a thing that I remember in a, in a special way. So I would wow. say that's probably it. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. So. What, so what, what? What about? What about? Uh, you, Mike. What? What do you have we, as a? Uh, I know. I'm yeah, sneaking them in. I know. Sneaking well, I them in. So we, we got a little special guest. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, for the audience that uh, you know, aren't familiar with Mike. Mike was our very first guest last year on the pod. Uh, Mr. Michael Cunningham, the Founder and executive uh, chairman, I guess you would be referred to. Is that correct? Yeah. Or director? Yeah, you know, director? Executive you know, chairman? Those, okay. Those words uh, can be moved Yeah, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, from uh, Kingdom's Keepers organization here. Um, or Kingdom's Keepers Fellowship, right? Should I set up am I correct, correctly uh, aligning that where they can find you at? Kingdom's Keeper. Uh, yeah. what's your, is that the correct? I want to make sure I got the the correct um, <laughs> um, on the name the and title of the organization. <laughs> name of the um, organization is um, Kingdom Keepers Outreach Ministries. Outreach, there we go. A ministry, yeah, got you. Okay, beautiful. So one of the themes of the show uh, that we're going to try to establish here, as long as we're you know recording, is that we're going to keep in touch with you know, any guest that we have on that is a Jeremy Grant winner um, or Grant, Jeremy Grant pick, I guess we would call it, uh, <laughs> of the show. And uh, Michael Cunningham, we, we claim you as one of our Jeremy Grant picks, one of the people that we are like 100% behind, we're gambling on, we believe have a chance to hit big. And we're going to just, you know, we're going to spend every year taking a moment to reflect on your growth in, in the organization. But before we get into that, you got to answer the cold open. New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, what does it mean to you? And uh, how do you spend it? Yo, um, so first of all, let's talk about the actual day of New Year's. I, I don't ever make it to 1201 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a done deal. <laughs> Uh, I think this year, New Year's Eve was probably over 9.30, 10.30. (laughs) Woke up to about 10, 11, 12 text messages the next day. (laughs) Had to reply to everybody. You know, I waited till like 11 a.m. But from a a mental aspect, my New Year's actually starts on the first day of fall. So what I mean is I start thinking about what I want my next year to look like when the fall starts. Because I don't like starting off in a new year, right? And then by March, I'm already burnt out, right? So then if I start in September, then I get a jump, right? (laughs) In January the 1st. And now I'm getting six good months out of my plan versus only probably getting like three. Um, So normally it consists of, you know, I'm trying to get more fit, you know, trying to get closer to God spiritually. Uh, 
you know, uh, maybe spend more time with my wife and my daughter. You know, I'm like, I'm like, uh, Devin is trying to create memories is really, um, is really, uh, something close to my heart. You know, um, having meaningful moments with my family. Um, and then of course we have this organization trying to maintain where we are, maybe find out where we can get some incremental growth. You know, so I have to, just like the, both of you, I have to look at so many different aspects of, you know, what does a new year like in all those different areas? You know, Michael the man, Michael the husband, Michael the father, Michael still <laughs> who has a business and a job. And then on top of that, I also have this um this wonderful, phenomenal um, nonprofit organization that I have the um, pleasure of being the executive the executive director of. So, yeah, that's a good way. To, that's a good way to look at it, as far as I'm concerned. What about what about you, Vernon? I, I I don't really remember from last year what your New Year's philosophy. Is. Yeah. So I, mine was so we were going to be more supportive, me and the wife, when it came to each other's goals. So so my 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 personal one. It's probably rolling over into this year, and that's to remove all limitations, um, and to you know eliminate all limitations, including fear, and just being in a space where we're just willing to try, and willing to you know I think for a while, on a personal level, I've made a lot of, and I think everyone does this, where you make so many assumptions of what the results will be. Before it even happens, you just start to, you know, it's like, ah, you know, start a business. Ah, well, it won't work. Restaurants won't work. This won't work. You know what I mean? You know, you know, the normal thing that your mind does to you. Um, And in some cases, it might be good. But I'm avoiding listening to that. Even the naysaying in my mind, I'm avoiding listening to that. And because there's a way to start a restaurant where it is possible by starting it with small amounts and doing a small style restaurant, something where our whole lean startup concept that we, you know, live by on the show, like doing it at that level, you know, instead of jumping out the window and trying to open up, you know, Del Frisco's Vernon style, you know what I mean? And and then I'm out of business in a week, you know? So it's, it's for me, it's removing all limitations, which basically means whatever it is that you, that I want to do, I can do it. I just have to do it from my scale. I just have to do it from my scale. And so that's what it was last year. And we really did that, man. I I really feel like we've done that. Of course, I had my whole healthy and wealth thing. And the wealth paid off nice, but the health side did not really show up. (laughs) at a small extent. But in terms of like the real, you know, the meaty, more passionate ones, of resolutions beyond the like basic shallow, you know, make more money and lose weight, you know, was removing limitations. And, you know, with the help of you guys, um, I, I've successfully achieved that. And uh, I, I actually, I'm going back around for round two. I don't know. I guess it's not limitations now. It's, it's now that I know the limitations are not really there. They're self-afflicted. Now, mm. my this year, I actually, my daughter had this idea of burning your your past, you know, challenges. So you don't take them into the new year. So we did a bonfire and everybody wrote down whatever their challenges were that got in the way of some success last year. Put it on a piece of paper and you burn it, you know, and it's supposed to, you know, erase that thing. So, you know, for this year, it's it's really time. And what I mean by that is not like to all of a sudden have more time, just be created. But it's about making time. You know, my, my New Year's resolution this year is to make time for those things that I've removed the limitations from. So when it comes to 2400, we got to do exactly what we said we wanted to do. An event once a month. And as difficult as that sounds with three men that have full-time careers, um, it's it's challenging, 
if when it comes to time, unless you make that time. So that that's my resolution is to make times time for the things that we remove limitations from. You, you know, Vern, I just wanted I wanted to um because you know, I know why we came here today, but it's the same thing once again. Any of us can have life happen to us in the midst of our process. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm like, um, I think it's like 11 months Devin to the day, right? Fresh off of a Christmas project, right? My mom contracts COVID. It changed the whole course of my life, and I go from having to maybe make a weekly visit to my mom, bi-weekly visit to my mom, of trying to like now incorporate seeing her every day or every other day, because she's still recovering in some way, shape, or form with COVID. So isn't it crazy like how sometimes you can freely change your life, and then sometimes life can change and, you know, make you make time for stuff that you didn't make time for before. So sometimes I think I think the greatest lesson from last year is let's make those free will life changes and hopefully the process won't make decisions for us or force us into those into to us making time. Yeah, and that's a hard thing, right? Is is when there's these moments where and it happens to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um and and hopefully your mom keeps getting better. Um but like that thing is sometimes you life gets in the way and you need to be able to be flexible enough to change what the goals are. Right. Um, because sometimes the inputs are different. Right. And so when that happens, you need to be able to do that and you need to be able to be, you know, willing to continue to do the work because just because the inputs change your end goal might be the same. So you might need to say, okay, well, instead of expecting to get, you know, here at, at this year, I need to reevaluate and, and change that. And you need to be open to that. And I think that that's a yeah. great call out, Mike. I think that's a great call out because it's, yeah, yeah. it's important yeah. to be flexible like that, you know? Yeah. And that no limitations mindset, Vernon, is what helped me. I had limitations with my time before, but that, I mean, man, that, as you've seen it, man, it pushed me into a whole nother stratosphere when that happened to me. And guess what? And I think for the listeners, it doesn't have to, you don't have to stop your process either, right? You can, life can happen and you can push through life and still push through your process as well. And you can win at doing both. You don't have to choose because I'm pretty sure a lot of listeners, whether it's today, next week, Devin, years from now, when they listen to this episode, they're going to look at their lives and say and think to themselves that they're going to have to choose between life and their process. And what I can say, if you listen to Vernon, you can grow into having them both. It's going to be rough in the beginning, but I promise you, if you accept the challenge, you can grow into having, you know, overcoming life challenges and your process as well. So with that, Mike, why don't we hear a little bit about what that last year looked like for you? Because, I, I mean, I, I already know the end a little bit because we chatted a little bit beforehand. But, but why don't you tell me how Kingdom Keepers grew and how you guys changed and how, how you got to interact with those, those opportunities to, to, to move the needle on, uh, you know, your, your business. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a nonprofit, but it, does, it doesn't change the fact that you approach it like a business. Um, and, and, and how, you, how you changed that throughout the year and how, how it's changed. Yeah. Hey, just just in case we have new listeners. Oh yeah, a little um, background too. Yeah, yeah. a little background <laughs> on you know just on uh, on I you know it, you mind if I give a little bit on the last visit and what we what we learned I'd say from the podcast's perspective, um, we learned about Kingdoms Keeper Outreach Ministry, um, was that uh, Mike you had just at last year around this time we had you on you had just had your your fourth annual event. Um, for the holiday, uh, Christmas, and you were four years in, um, and 
the big focus around your event was that you give out brand new about a at that point i think you gave out almost 300 pairs of new shoes um to the uh basically underserved community of philadelphia so you know a lot of the homeless populations a lot of people who are in and out of i guess like group homes and different things along those lines and um at that point last year you were pretty much a a christmas day event right at that right. point, yeah, Christmas Day event, and you also yep. gave out, you know, uh, some toiletries, some some hats, some gloves, um, you know, soaps and and you know different things for hygiene and stuff like that. Things that you know those people in that community probably don't get every day. Really felt like your uh, your event, you know, a little bit of an insider. I've been a volunteer for four out of the last five uh, years. Um, right. So, you know, I, I, what I've noticed is your event gives things that they don't typically get, um, right. you know, often, you know, everyone, on a, at any point in a year, is, is is there really a table in the middle of downtown Philadelphia giving out sneakers? I've never seen it before. So um, this year, though, you know, what what's happened? As Devin said, if you want to answer that question, yeah, what's happened since yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. So we we uh, I think I was here the week before or two weeks yeah, before yep. the event, the before. right? Yeah, it was, it was the right. Week yeah. The event. So yep. so so that so that year, Devin, we served two eighty eight that year, which is the most we we ever served to date. It's a record. Mm. Um, we haven't crossed that three hundred marker, but that's cool. We'll, look, I don't even hope. Honestly, I hope never to get there. You know, because it's not like. We are serving something. We're not serving seasons, right? We're not serving software engineering. Unfortunately, we're serving the underserved. So when the numbers go down, it's a blessing. Um, that means that's less people in poverty, less people in hardship, less people in need. That means that the economic, the economics in our city is much better than it was the year before. Um, now, um, so in the last year, we did 288. We took off the month of January and maybe even the first week half of February. Vernon and I, 2400 and I, we did a collaboration. Um, upon that collaboration, it was on February 27th, 2021. We went down for the first time ever. We're hosting a bi-weekly event. And, you know, I want to tell people the honest truth because I want to help people in their process. That actual site where we were, it was like Ninth and Vaughn. It was a total flop, right? But, of course, we had all this stuff, right? And I did have some intelligence at that time of the Patco encampment. So we traveled from Ninth and Vaughn. We go to the Patco encampment. And to see it first, like, you know, to see it with my own two eyes, it was unreal, you know, um, much different than the encampment that had just been on the parkway a few months before. And here goes the crazy thing about it. We out there, once again, we're trying to do a good thing, but sometimes good things ain't a great thing, right? So we're trying to hand out these personal hygiene packages, got socks, got hats, got gloves in them. And this one guy changes the whole shape of how I was, you know, want to roll out this bi-weekly program, right? And that consisted of, that consisted of, he, he said to me, I'm hungry. I want food. So that, that night, right on the spot, I go to Wawa and I go purchase like 30 hoagies. And we go back down there. And we feed everybody hoagies. And that was the end of the night. And then we decided to every two weeks uh, on the Benjamin Franklin Parkway, whether we were on foot, because sometimes we were on foot, bought these little red wagons from um, Walmart so we could be mobile on foot. And we fed people downtown in, um, in, in Center City. So um, that is one of the things that we've been doing. Just as uh, um, creative ideas, Devin and uh, Vernon such as doing like jeans drops because those are like a premium in that community. And right. then, you know, then that was an event in April did another event for like shorts. That was an event for, um, 
June, and then August, we did like, we called it a summer grilling chill, and we had to do it in a pouring rain. It was like Noah's Ark here in Philly, and I had to pivot. That's a good word, buzzword on the show, right? Sure, yeah. And I had to go, I had to go to Walmart and go buy like five tents <laughs> because in my eyes, it's like, we're still going to go out here. We're still going to serve because if it's raining and we run and retreat back to their homes, how are they going to eat? You know what I'm saying? How are they going to get the things that they need? Just because the weather conditions aren't favorable to us doesn't give us permission to take off. Actually, because of the field of work that we chose, we should be buying into actually being more present, you know, when weather conditions aren't um, aren't favorable to them. So right. um, it's all, it's almost more important for you to be there more important when, when they expect you to not be there. Exactly. When it's when it's extremely hot, when it's extremely cold, when it, the conditions are rainy and snowing, that's when kingdom keepers or people like myself need to show up and be there to make sure that these people are okay because um i think the statistics say like about 900 people uh live on the streets of philadelphia they are they are part of the unsheltered population and then you have over a thousand people who are part of the sheltered population right and that could mean that they're in safe uh, safe houses that could mean they, they're in shelters or they also could be a part of like programs like rapid rehousing and stuff like that which is um, the case that is very popular right now because the, uh, city, I believe the city of Philadelphia got like $42 million as part of the um, American Cares Act that Biden did not too long ago that, to help out with the homeless services uh, um, department here in Philadelphia. So, Gotcha. So uh, as the year went on, you guys encountered, I would say, what seems to me to be like game day lots of game day pivots that you had to do, right? Where, where on the specific day, you had to all of a sudden change what was going on. How did your sort of annual planning have to change as you started adding these, uh, the frequency to your events? So the annual planning had to change from the start, from like right now. Like, so what I love about it is it helped me plan for this year. Right. So, you know, now you have a fundraising that. So when you're doing a project. Right. And we talked about this on the last uh, episode that we were only raising money September through December. But now when you're having an all year around program, you have to you have to fundraise all year round. Right. Then also your work schedule has to change now. Right. Devin, because now you're going out every second and fourth Saturday and. Like right now, it's because of daylight savings time, right? You want to be visible to the community so they can see you. So that means that we have to be there at four o'clock to six o'clock. You know, maybe, you know, when daylight savings comes again and the clock goes up, what we can do is we can go, go back to six to eight because, we'll, you know, it'll be light outside for a longer period of time. So right. those are the types of planning that you have to. So is there's, there's money planning, right? So that's the financial planning. There's the logistical planning with the calendar. And then um, just like uh, you and Vern do on Mondays, I only do it once a month, though. But every third Saturday at 4 o'clock, I have to meet with the team to let them know where we are and where we need to essentially go. Because, um, like, one of the goals last year was to serve, like, um, 1,100 meals. And we were able – yo, we did that before even Christmas Day. Right. So I mean, of course, not something to, not something to be proud about, because it's never be proud to that a person's in need. But I am proud enough to say that I'm glad that we were able to help these people who were in need. So, I would say for you, before we get into the timeline of what your most recent success, um, as far as events go, but. Through this journey, you now had, you got an opportunity to look into a different lens, you know, mm -hmm. over this year versus what you were looking into the prior four years, only really seeing that December stretch. You know what I mean? What, what, what were some of the things that you saw, some of the things that you've noticed through your journey that made you go, man, 
you know, they need us more than ever, ever, or they need this more than ever. Um, you know, what were some of those things that you saw? Well, well that trip down Patco, that was that that was the moment. That mm-hmm. and you remember we were walking yeah. and I and, and I said, I cannot go back away, you know, like a ghost for fifty two weeks and this be the next time they see me. Mm. I just didn't feel comfortable with that. Any, I didn't feel comfortable. I felt convicted. That was the day. February 27th was the, the day where I made the choice, not knowing. I, I know. I knew we had some money, so that kind of gave me some comfortability. But, of course, we know that money runs out, essentially, right? Um, I have a team of 10 people. Um, I didn't know how many people would, you know, support this 26 week operation. Well, that's a substantial um, time commitment you're asking for. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did. And in addition to, like yourselves, like myself, you know, um, in addition to their job, right? So I'm asking them to raise, you know, twice the amount of money, right? I'm asking them to do way more time than, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, than, than, than ever. And that's, if we just talk sports terms, right? On a court, and off the court, you know, I'm asking for a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And then and then we're talking about them. How about myself? Right. There's like, you know, more shopping has to be done. Right. Because I'm the one who has to order from Amazon or go on to Walmart and buy this stuff. You know, um, good thing. My wife is working from home and she can receive, you know, uh, deliveries. <laughs> but, you know, there's a there's a large time commitment. But, Devin, I think the greatest thing I can say about the journey is when I made the decision, it activated so many other people Mm. into the mission as well. Because some of those people seen the same thing Vernon and I seen that same day, too. But sometimes it takes takes the leader to say, you know, kind of go jump in the water first. And then sometimes people can follow. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Vernon couldn't have 2,400 followers. You couldn't have the processes black and white followers if the two of you don't jump out and produce something and make a decision and produce something first. So yeah. that day, that's exactly what happened for me. I made a choice. It, it activated others. And that's where we see us to get to the success of where we, you know, where we have today to where is that we can say we've served this many meals that we serve on the second. We can honestly confident, confidently say we serve on the second and fourth Saturday. It's not a wish. It's not a hope It's documented, you know, um, and guess what? We're going to be right back out there on Saturday. So that's the phenomenal thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting from like, you know, from the, the mom test perspective or from the Seth Godin perspective, right, from the two of the books that we read in the past, you know, you got different information, right? You went down a Paco, you got very different information. And when you took that information in, you realized that your business had to change, right? Like the, the what you were doing, the fundamental principles of what you were doing had to Absolutely. change, had to. And so you were like, okay, I got this new information. I have to make this other choice. And I mean, it was a pretty big leap, right? I, I imagine there was, there was some, you know, fear and anxiety around that, but also, you know, in that Seth manner, your approach was, this is the right thing. Like whether or not it's the, whether or not the business is ready for it yet, it sounds like this is the right thing. And that my job for my customers, and in this case, your customers are the underserved, right? Right. But your job is like, if, if these are your customers and this is what the customers need, and it's obvious that this is what the customers need, your job is now show up. Yeah. And right. it sounds like that's exactly what you did, which is like, I mean, th- th- if there's ever been a theme for the show, that's it right that's there. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, as a member of that, that crew on the 27th of February, you know, we even talked about it on the show. Um, you know, the episode thereafter that February 27th, where we talked about it. I remember the moment. I remember the moment that 
I, I, it changed my outlook on just giving back and what it looks like helping out those that underserved community. When we come down, and as we're coming down the steps, um, there's a there's a group of people, a uh, bunch of gentlemen, and they're all you know talking about um, you know they're watching us come down, and one of their responses was like, "Man, what are y'all football players?" And they were like, you know, we're three healthy black because none none of down. you were small, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like we were three healthy black men, and you know, the immediate thing that I thought of was like, wow, like they were in their mind, they're like, all right, they gotta be like some type of, you know, football player, athlete, somebody like, you know, doing this whole give back thing. Um, just because that, like, three dads that have families that are like, you know, just your middle of the road income type dudes who who are just like out here just barely making it, you know, doing Thanks. doing well, but not like, you know, we're not sitting on a bunch of money, you know, coming down here and actually thinking about us to them was like crazy. Like, you got you guys in the prime of your lives, like you're strong young black men, like you should be out having a good old time. Like, what are y'all doing down here caring about us? And that's what one of the guys said. One of the guys said those words exactly. He was like, people like y'all don't come down here. Like, unless they're athletes, you know, or somebody that, like, is looking for a Photoshop, um, regular guys like y'all don't come down here to help us. You know, remember he said it's usually, you know, old rich dudes who come down and yes. give everybody $100. And then, like, he was like, oh, we don't even, you know, that just feels like, you know, they're coming down to drop off their, you know, sins on us. He was like, but you guys, I mean, it, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I remember we spoke about it as soon as we got yeah. back in the car because it was just, it was crazy. It was powerful. It was like, I never really looked at it from that end. You know what I mean? I never looked at it from, like, being as though where we could, I guess, from their point of view, there's a hundred other things that we could be doing. And Thanks. being down here, it's not going to gain us anything. Like me and you, we're not notable, you know, we're not notable people of, of like the, you know. There's no articles like, getting written. Yeah, out. exactly. There's no, there's, you know, we're not notable enough where like it's going to make, make the news that night and be like, oh, you know, freaking Jalen Hurts is down Paco giving out toiletries and wawa hoagies to the homeless like you know what i mean like the investment from our end there's no payoff but we're down here because we care you know you know what the payoff is it's the connection mm -hmm. that's the payoff because that is the very thing that drives me more so now that day built more of a connection. I, I don't know what it was. It just I just felt so connected, hmm. and it could have been the it was fact that. of it was both. It, I think it was right, that. right, it was both. right. It yeah. could, yeah, it could have been um, the fact that Devin they had like this encampment that was like a community yeah. that they were looking <laughs> after each other. And, yeah. and remember and the girl, that the girl that was uh, uh, they had a transgender woman that was down there. And, oh, uh, that happened the same day. Yeah, that was the same day. <laughs> and 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 this lady was like the mother of the community. Like, and didn't some something happened where somebody like got a little got a little revved up for a minute. Like one of the gentlemen got got a little revved up for like a yeah. hot second, and she immediately stepped in and was like. You know, and, I mean, she went a little hard on him. It's like, no, stupid. These people are down here trying to help us. And you being, you know what I mean? And, like, she was she was the boss down there. She was the boss. Yeah. You know, and, 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 it, and it definitely, I'm with you, Mike. It, it hit me as well, where it was like, yo, this is a, like, it might not be the way that I, I would ever choose to live, but this this shit is like the neighborhood growing up. Back as a right. kid, right, she and that's where the community, K man, and that's where the, the KK, the KKOM loves everybody shirt came from. It's because I remember that moment. 
I remember that moment where the, the transgender woman had um basically defended my honor. <laughs> it was yeah. ready to fight yeah. for me. She and, was. And, and, I and, yeah, yeah, ready to fight for me. <laughs> and and in that moment, I'm like, yo, we need to let everybody know that we love everybody, that everybody's welcomed to our parties. You know what I mean? That the transgender, the gay, the bisexuals, they are trans. You know, they are welcomed wherever we are. We serve everybody. Like this home is for every, like. You know, one of the things that I always say, we always say at KKOM is that, you know, we want to create an atmosphere of royalty where everybody can call home. You know what I mean? Wherever we are is where home is for them. Because sometimes, you know, I know we look, we equate home to like, you know, the structure of a building. But let's just be honest. The real home is with the human, you know, being able to tangibly touch the people inside your home. You know, that conversation. Once again, great word, connection inside the home. And that's something that can be created and taken anywhere. So, you know, that's essentially what we try to do. But, yeah, definitely was a February 27th, Devin. <laughs> crazy night. Um, <laughs> I don't go out often <laughs> at all. But that night was a night that we went out. So so uh, so, why don't you give us a, a quick recap for what this year's event was like, the Christmas event for this year, and then uh, what the goals are for you guys next year? Um, so the Christmas event this year, I mean, first of all, it was tough. Um, like on our December 11th. Um, oh, so great news, uh, Devin. I don't know if you were able to see it. Um, we were gifted a van in September. Yeah, we were gifted a van. At some point, I have to, you know, get the whole vinyl wrap done to it and <laughs> get it customized. But uh, um, I planted, I, when I stepped off of the van, I planted wrong. So my knee was like kind of like swollen for like up until like a couple of days ago. But um, so that means that I had to pretty much get to the home, the home stretch <laughs> on one leg. <laughs> and that was... And that was pretty difficult, but um, but nevertheless, um, we got there. And um, this year we collaborated with a, um, a foundation called Share the Warmth Foundation. And um, the young lady sent the inquiry out to uh, Channel Six. They sent out Mateo, who was their community journalist, and um, came out to um, eighteen hundred Benjamin Franklin Parkway. And it was just a really phenomenal day. Um, lots of volunteers were already on site when we got there. Um, we got set up like in record time, <laughs> which was really great. Um, so um, got set up. And this year, you know, just I just want to also, you know, I, I give him a lot of praise. But, you know, you have to listen to the customers. It's like what you said earlier, Devin. The customers pretty much dictate the business i hate to say it they're the boss to 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 that to that attest and one of the things the customers requested were thermal bottoms so that was one of the things that we added um this year and with the shared and warmth foundation um she was able to provide about a hundred uh blankets some tents some mylar covers um we bought back the thermal tops had all the hygiene um supplies um, out there had some gently used clothing. Um, there was a uh, Sharon Baptist Church was uh, they shared the circle with us. Another organization was right outside on the um, on the the sidewalk. So it was everything that I hoped it to be. You know, um, a collaborative effort. Maybe not totally organized by Kingdom Keepers, and it doesn't have to be, but. It's a platform where people know that they can come to on Christmas Day and whatever they have to give, you know, they can give back. So um, 2022 is just maintaining what has already been built. Um, there might be some incremental changes here and there, but I really just want to get this 26 week um, community free community market concept. I want to master that and then um if we can take it outside of Center City at some point, 
you know, that would be a, a great growth opportunity. But for the right now, it's making sure that we just perfect the model in, senior, in Center City that we've already um, built. Sounds like a, a heck of a goal to get the blocking and tackling right for 26 events. Like that, that's that's a substantial commitment. So that's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. you um, this year you did uh something that was pretty big as well. I don't know if you got a chance to elaborate much on it. You know, through our questioning, but you know and. This year, you guys made it, managed to raise, you know, a lot more than I guess any year before, just through through your own grind and 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 your own, you know, push and and just from the muscle as the <clears throat> you just the organization, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, we we raised uh, twenty seven thousand three hundred and ten dollars. Um, one, yeah, one thousand. Yeah, yeah, and just be totally honest, a thousand of that came from our cold market after six ABC ran the coverage from Mateo for like a day. You know, so if I had to make any other goal, Devin, that would be that we could increase our cold market audience. Um, that we've and it it's already, you know, naturally happened, but I'm hoping that um that we can that we can do that um that would be awesome isn't it interesting that like that all of a sudden the the you say like oh well you know this this marketing opportunity that happened right it's effectively you just had a marketing a public relations win and mm-hmm. then it had a, a dramatic impact on the bottom line because once again the same stuff that we're reading about in these books appears as like well you know okay so Public relations is a valuable thing. Like if we go back to to the um, the bullseye method, like clearly one of the three pillars that you guys should be looking at is public relations because you know that, that that's one of the things that's that's clearly working. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, it, it's it's clear. It's clear, Devin. And and, and if and I would have to take responsibility for it not happening more. Right. Right. My humility of wanting to organically build the project at first that has turned into a platform because I didn't want it to be shown to the world prematurely. Sure. So I protected it as much as I could. But one of my collaborators, you know, they wanted to, uh, you know, pretty much expose their effort, which is a phenomenal effort, and in, in that conjunction, you know, then, you know, came this public relations opportunity and I took advantage of it, you know, um, and, and and he did a really good job. And then um, I cannot wait till, you know, the world sees this best of 21 that um, Rodney put together. Um, he also put a phenomenal Christmas package together because he was there as well. And he can tell the story better than anybody because he was there the year before he was there with this all year long. Rodney and I, like, I could have thoughts that I never even, I'm pretty sure Vernon pretty much has his chemistry with Rodney. It's like, I thought it, I never sent the text, I get the video reel back, and it's everything that I was thinking already, and it's it's just powerful, so. For the audience, right, that we, Rod is, uh, Mayor Burgess here is part of 2400, the movement, with me. And he's also one of our other Jeremy Grant picks. He was uh, he was also a guest on the show uh, shortly after Mike was. So, you know, we, we plan to have him back for the year as well. But what came out of that, though, uh, Mike, is a relationship with you and Rod. I mean, you know, besides being family, you know, the relationship from a business end of things where you guys basically he shot every video chronologue i mean uh doing a a whole you know catalog of the 26 yeah. trips that you took out that you went out for which yeah. is pretty which is pretty dope man yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that and i'm looking forward to, to having you back next year and, and finding out 
more about what you guys are doing and how much you're able to give back and the success that you guys have because it you're you're on that growth curve you know where every year you just keep getting better so it's really exciting from the outside you know in colorado to get to see you have this impact it's pretty amazing you know what i mean yeah so right. hey uh next week we're gonna talk about uh will the book but this week we had to talk to mike it was a little bit more a little bit more pressing to have mike on uh, so next week we'll, we'll wrap up uh, Will, the book, and uh, looking for a meantime, new one. Well, I already know we're gonna we're gonna do Will's Will Smith's favorite book. He said it in his book, so that's that seems the way to go. Yeah, which one? Wait, which one? The Alchemist. Ah, yeah, he says it's his favorite book, so it seems like we should read it. And we've never okay. read a work of fiction before, so that'll be like a new, uh, you it's know, a, a new very experience popular for the book. book. Yeah, it's so a very popular it. book. Huh? Yeah. Done. So, All right. In the meantime, Vernon, where can people find us? As usual, you can find us on the processesblackandwhite.com. And you can also search us on your social media platforms. You just got to search the processes black and white, and we'll pop right up. Mike, thanks for coming through. You're Man. the reason why we have nine o'clock. We, we got that from you uh, way back uh, a year ago. You know, so uh, yeah, it stuck with the podcast. It's one of the isms of the podcast now. What's your your nine o'clock? That nine o'clock is important, right? Yes, it is. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. All right, peace. And that's all the time we have this week. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Process is Black and White. Come join us next week where the journey continues on the road to successful entrepreneurship. For further information, go to www.theprocessisblackandwhite.com. Any views or opinions represented on this podcast do not constitute financial advice or any other advice. Vernon and Devin inspire you to conduct your own due diligence before making any personal financial decisions.